Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Wilson from F3 Dayton with your weekly QSource topic, where we review a chapter of the QSource while also hearing a classic episode of the 43 Feet podcast featuring Dread and Dark Helmet. This week's topic from the book is Q4.9, Missionality.Team, Prioritizing Team Mission Accomplishment. Back in the dark ages of the late 1960s, my favorite class in high school was Geometry. Quite frequently, I still use some of the concepts during a workout, especially the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. When we happen to be doing pearls on a string, I will chop off any corner I can to save steps. My mind still functions like it's 1969, but my knees don't, and I cash in on senior discounts whenever I can. Years after high school, I applied other geometric concepts during a backpack trip to the mountains. The shortest distance between two points was still a straight line, but to get from point A to point B sometimes required a map and compass to skirt impassable outcroppings, rivers, and other obstacles to get where we were heading. In other words, to accomplish our mission. At this point, Dredd uses his own analogy with golf. Since I have zero passion for golf, I'll let Dredd do all the explaining on that point. Dredd's first main point, teamwork begins and ends with mission. A high impact man, because he is a virtuous leader, forms and deploys his team to perform a specific mission for the benefit of his community or an organization in which he is a member. The mission arises from an advantage sought for the larger group or in response to a problem that the community or organization cannot itself remedy because it lacks the combination of proximity and purposefulness that is the distinguishing feature of the team from other groups. Communities cannot solve problems without teams because they are not purposeful. Organizations, while purposeful, also struggle to solve problems without teams because they lack the proximity that is required to facilitate teamwork, and without teamwork, nothing of advantage will happen. A team's mission is similar to a man's mission in that it is a course of action taken to achieve a particular purpose. A course of action is an integrated scheme of tasks and events that the queue devises to bring the solution into fruition and eliminate a problem or to gain advantage for the larger group. The course of action is the team's mission, the thing it does, its tasks, and the reason it does them, its articulated purpose. Second, the team's mission is both directive and protective. 
The degree to which a team is dynamic will be based wholly upon its ability to accomplish its mission. Teams that can't or won't perform their mission become static and ultimately morph into clubs or simply disintegrate. To keep that from happening, the queue constantly reinforces missionality by ensuring that mission accomplishment is the team's first priority. For the queue will encounter both the internal tendency of the members to coast or become distracted by shiny non-missional objects and external demands that have nothing to do with the mission. It is easy to determine if the queue is reinforcing missionality within its team. Simply ask a member to tell you what the mission is. If he can't do that, ask him what the team does and why the team does it. If he can't answer either of those questions, the queue is not reinforcing missionality. Finally, with missionality, a sidewind is the same as a headwind. I stepped up to the tee on a par 3 one blustery day and did what I'd seen good golfers do for years. I threw some grass in the air to gauge the wind direction. Sweeper Boy asked me why I was doing that. Well, you know, wondering why a guy who is a much better golfer than me was asking me that. So I know how to handle the wind, I replied uncertainly. I get that, he said. But what difference does the wind on the tee box make? Just look at the flag and see if the wind on the green is at your back. Okay, but what if it's a side wind, I asked, a little confused. Same as a headwind. Hit an extra club. If there's wind, it's either at your back or not. Side wind is the same as a headwind. Sweeper was right about that. In golf, the wind is either directly helping or it's hurting. No wind is neutral. A side wind is the same as a headwind. The same is true with teamwork. Every action a team member takes is either directly in furtherance of the mission or it is inhibiting mission accomplishment. There is no such thing as a side wind when it comes to teamwork. With that as an overview, here's the substantive portion of a classic episode of the 43 Feet Podcast with Dread and Dark Helmet talking about Team missionality. I don't understand. Roll the opening. Oh, that's a good idea. And, and we're, we're back. back. Thank you. <laughs> You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers. And I'm joined each week by Dave Redding, or Dread, one of the co-founders of F3 Nation. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. All right, let's oh, move on to the substantive portion of this particular let's, podcast. Let's. Which is in the fourth quadrant. It's the leave right. It is the last, second to last cue point, the penultimate cue point. Yes. Of not just of the leave right. But, but of, of the, the entire, entire Q source. Q source. Think oh. about that. It is a missionality team, yes. darkest one, and it is Q4.9 if you are following along on our idiotic number system. Which and, we hope you are. Which we hope you are. All right. Now, the statement for missionality team is prioritizing team mission accomplishment. As we said last week, darkest yes. one, there's a little bit of a syntax shuffle here, syntax shuffle. Uh -huh. it's, it's really team missionality. 
Right. In the same way, it's account, you know, uh, yeah, team accountability. Team accountability. The reason why we flip it is so it meets the acronym of team. Right. Because <laughs> we shoehorn things. To, yeah. That's right. To make <laughs> it easier. Right. Maybe there's something wrong, but <laughs> it works. It works for us. All right. So your statement for missionality team darkest is I just said it. Prioritizing team mission accomplishment. There are three, as always, thought provoking Socratics. Would you like to hear them? I would love to be provoked. Number one, can a team prosper without? A mission number two. Ooh, ooh, I know that one. I do. I do. <laughs> you know them all, actually. How does <laughs> how does the Q keep his team focused on the mission? And third, mm. prepare for it. What danger is there for a team that loses its focus? Dun dun oh, dun. None. No. No danger dun, there. Dun, no danger. Dun 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 yeah. dun. Synthetic number one. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Spur number one. I yes. I'm punchy. I know. We're good. Teamwork begins and ends with mission. Always. Begins and ends. That's where it starts. That's where it finishes. Teamwork. All right. So, Ahim, because he is a virtuous leader, and for that reason and that reason alone, he forms and deploys his teams to perform a specific mission for the benefit of his community and organization of which he is a member. All right. So, in other words, he doesn't just do it. Wouldn't it be nice to have this team of do-gooderisms, guys? It's like he's addressing something specific. He wants to benefit the community or the organization. So you ever you've been to uh, Graceland in Memphis, right? I have the land of rules. Indeed. Did you ever go in that in the jungle room? I did. You see I what's love written? The see what's written on the walls? Like a lightning bolt? Oh, that's uh, TCB. TCB. You know yeah. what that means? I do know what that means. What? Taking care of business. In a flash. That's the lightning. That's right. Bolt, right. In a flash. So it was like then it was the, on the on the tail of his airplane. There's a lot of places. It is. Yeah. And so you listen to the thing. It was like, oh yeah, Elvis and his posse would take care of business in a flash. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so you had this team, but what did they go around doing exactly? <laughs> Let's not mention it. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what they did. It wasn't very virtuous. And I'm not trying to rap Elvis uh, in general, but May I think he had the inclination to want to form a team, but he wasn't doing it necessarily yeah. for the benefit of his community and his organization, uh, which no. is a member. I don't think. It was mostly for the benefit of the team, but that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I guess. So the mission itself arises from an advantage sought for the larger group in response to a problem that they face, right? They can't remedy themselves. Because they either lack the purposefulness or the proximity. And that's the distinguishing right. feature uh, of teams from other, other types of groups. Right. So it's like, I have a community. We have a community-based problem. We can't seem to solve it. You know why that is? Because uh, you're a group without yeah. a purpose. You have no teams. Yeah, yeah you have, you're a group without a purpose. So to ask a community to solve a problem is, right. is, is really a, is fallacious, right? It's, there's no way it can do it. It, it, can't, it has to... Create a team. Not organized to do so. Same thing for an organization. To ask an organization to solve a particular problem is difficult because they don't have any proximity. Right. They have, they like the idea of solving the problem, but they're not close enough to actually right. get anything done. So it's that teams, right, that facilitate that teamwork. Without that teamwork, nothing adva- of advantage will really ever happen. Yeah. So let's just take a team's mission and compare it to a man's mission because they're very similar, right, in, mm-hmm. in all respects, in many respects. A mission is nothing more than a course of action taken to achieve a particular purpose, right? Yes. This is what we're going to do, how yeah. we're going to go about it. It's an integrated scheme of tasks and events. And as you know, darkest one, a task is an action performed. An event is something that occurs, whether it's planned or not. So I had a young lawyer working for me for a while, and I always preaching tasks and events, right? Mm-hmm. You know, tasks have deadlines, events uh, require your appearance, just trying to keep them straight. Right. This one particular lawyer would always, uh, and we had tasks lists and we have calendars, they would always put their tasks on the calendar. Ah. I'm like, no, no June fifth is not the day that you're going to perform that. <laughs> you're going to draft that complaint. That draft right. that complaint can be drafted today. Yeah, 
It yeah. just has to be done by June 5th. Right. So right? They, yeah. I can never seem to get that through to that. That's funny. You know, uh, in that person's head, the way they did that, it was it's actually kind of interesting. You know, I was like trying to give him an example. I'm like, it's kind of like a, uh, it's kind of like a wedding, man. You know, uh, you know, and a wedding is an event, uh-huh. a wedding reception, right? right? Right. Baking the cake is a task. Sure. Right. It supports the, the day before. Yeah, it can happen the yeah. day before. Yeah. Never really got that across. All right. That's interesting. Anything that est- distracts the mission. Not really though. Everything that distracts <laughs> the mission. <laughs> a little. A little. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> You must be getting tired of me. It's been a year, right? No, it's been well over a year. Has it? Yeah. Do you know what episode this is? 50? No. What? This will be episode number 76. I just That means it is like but there's only over 50, 18 months. There's only 50 Q Yeah, but we started before the Q source. Don't even remember that. Uh, those were... Those were Halcyon days. Those are the salad days. Uh, so anything that distracts from the mission inhibits teamwork, and it's an enemy of team prosperity now in my uh, the legal side of my brain I call these complications okay capital C complications there are things that are not necessary on the critical path of litigation to advance claims to trial uh, that's a mission I believe of a litigation team we mm-hmm. advance claims to, to trial. trial that's how we get cases resolved right right suddenly on the eve of trial everybody's like oh we better settle ah, ah. or you know right. you, you try it but you couldn't get there unless you advance it toward that advance end. it right so there's a lot of complications along the way same thing in, in any kind of team you just would have a different name for it so there are things that don't go to the bottom line of getting it done right mm-hmm. uh they they detract from mission and because they do they suck energy and time away yeah and they're the more energy and time that the team spends on things that are not missional, the less likely it is that they will accomplish their mission. So that's why it's a big job of the leader or the cue of the team to keep everyone on mission. Hence, this cue point of prioritizing team mission accomplishment, man. That's what right. makes it all work. All right. As we've said before in the pers- perspective or the context of the individual mission, the team's mission, and this is the second spur, darkest one, the team's mission is both directive and protective. Directive and protective. When you analyze a team to see whether or not it's dynamic, that's going to be based wholly on whether it accomplishes its mission. Dynamic right. teams accomplish their mission. Uh, what do we call the ones that don't? Clubs. Yeah, there we go. Static teams. Things. Yep. You know, they got anything done. They just show up and talk about yeah. it. Yeah. But if they if they accomplish their mission, you know, they're they're dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was speaking with a group of, in a particular case. Uh, lawyers and clients, or whatever, in a particular case, and we know we got a trial upcoming, and a couple of them were opposed to the pending trial date. Wouldn't it be better if we pushed it off? And I said, No, that will not be dynamic because <laughs> when we do that, it'll allow more time and complications. Right. We'll enter in. We should go directly to trial from here. We're ready or ready ish enough. Right. And we should go try the case if we have to. But yeah. the fact that the fact that we're moving aggressively and deliberately towards the trial and showing no uh, desire or willingness to want to uh-huh. delay the inevitable will send a message to the other side that says these guys are gonna the day of reckoning is right. upon us. Yeah, we're going outside. The day of reckoning gonna, <laughs> yeah. is upon us. Uh, so that's pretty critical. Now to keep all that disintegration from happening by complications or distractions or whatever, mm-hmm. the queue is constantly reinforcing missionality. By ensuring that mission accomplishment is is the team's first priority, you know, and in our shared leadership team for F three, we talk about that all the time, right? Oh yeah, you know, we talk about you know we're supposed to be out there invigorating male community leadership. We plant, grow, and we serve men's small workout groups, and if it doesn't fit in there, and we ain't doing it, we ain't doing it, right? Yeah, that the mission directs us, 
towards its end state, towards its ultimate purpose, right, the solution. And it protects us from these complications, from these things that would, uh, would take us away. Now, there's a multi-step, a five-step methodology that a Q can use to keep this tr- thing on track. First mm-hmm. step has got to be, he's got to determine the problem the team exists to solve or the advantage it is seeking on behalf of the larger group. That's what the Q has to be like. Right. Why are we here? Man? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. right? The leader needs to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in F3, you know, when we were just a team, now we're an organization. But when we were just a team, it, we determined that mission to, to invigorate male community leadership. We right. deliberately did that. That was the that was the first step. The problem for F3 was dormant male community leadership. Mm-hmm. Our purpose, the advantage we sought, the invigoration of male community leadership. Pretty simple stuff, right? Right. Yeah. Just turn around on set, as you All say. Right. That was step one. Step two. Second step. Uh, missionality is determine the means by which the team will solve the problem. That becomes the task, right? The, mm-hmm. the Q figures that out. For F3, our task is plant, grow, serve, triple-headed task, men, small workout groups. So that second step, find the task. What are we going to do? First step, purpose. Mm-hmm. What's our end state? Second, how are we going to get there? Step right. two. Step three right. is to combine the two. You combine the task and the purpose into a short and concise statement, and that's your team's mission. For F3, that's easy. Plant, grow, and serve men, small worker groups in order to invigorate male community leadership. The words in order to will almost always be the bridge between the task and the purpose. Yeah. And and concentrating around that. In fact, when I help people write missions for their teams or their organizations, I'll often write the words in order to uh-huh. to start with. Right. Say and then it's they gonna, go. You, yeah. This we're going to we're going to parent through. I'll be on both sides of this thing. It's like conjunction junction. What's your function? Yeah. There you we know, go. Hooking up yeah. phrases, clauses, and making them sound right. Making them sound right. Yeah. Right. So that's what you do. The uh, conjunctive force there, the yeah. co joining element of that is in order to. The thing you do is in order to accomplish the thing that you seek, the end state you seek. Now, that covers the first three steps of reinforcement and missionality. The fourth step is to write that down someplace public. Right. <laughs> So that the yes. members can read it, right? Have that publicly stated and to periodically ask them to recite it without reading it. And if you've ever been to Grow Rock, you hear us doing that. Yeah. Recite the mission. And then they inevitably get it slightly wrong. We help them. Right. Because, uh, yep. you know, I can say it perfectly without notes, whatever, because I've said it 10,000 <laughs> times. <laughs> right? Yes. It's been reinforced. Yeah. Fifth step of missionality is to direct substantially all the team's efforts and resources into the accomplishment of that mission. So it's great to have a task, it's great to have a purpose, to have combined them into a concise statement of mission. Right. And to write it down on giant letters on the wall. But if you then, as the leader, do not right. work towards it. If we turn around and ignore it. Right. Now, yeah. a lot of leaders will make the mistake of deciding for themselves that it's just, we're going to depart from the missions just one time. We're going to engage in this complication. We're going to, you know, you start doing that. You're going to be in trouble. Well, you lose missionality, my friend. Yeah. Now, third spur missionality is a side wind. I'm sorry. With missionality, a side wind is the same as a headwind. Do that right. Back there, yep. With missionality, a side no, wind. Give me, give me a third spur. Uh, the third spur is with missionality, a side wind is the same as a headwind. Tell me more. I will, and I'll use a little golfing analogy. I like this. I often do, since I only have like seven categories of analogies, one of which is golf. <laughs> so this has to do- Four of which are golf, this, but anyway. Yeah, this, uh, the other character in this uh, tableau is Sweeper Boy, F3 Sweeper Boy. Yes. A Metro Pax. Uh, and full of pithyisms, particularly about golf. And I was stepped up to a par three one day on a blustery day, and I threw some grass in here. He said, why'd you do that? 
I said, well, isn't that what we, good golfers do? You know, he's a good golfer. you got to see where the right? wind's blowing, he's right? Like, it doesn't matter what the wind's blowing here on a tee box. It matters where the wind's blowing on the green. Look at the flag. So I looked at the flag, <laughs> and it was blowing sideways. And I said, oh, it's blowing sideways. Uh, I mean, well, I guess that's a side wind. He goes, ah, with, with golf, a side wind's the same as a headwind. you got to hit an extra club. Mm. See, it's only a tailwind that matters in golf. Okay. Now, the same is true with teamwork. In this way, that's your analogy. Every action a team member takes is either directly in furtherance of the mission or it's inhibiting the mission. You pick. You pick. Yeah. It's either directly, it's a tailwind, or it's it, it's not. See, yeah. that's, it's not a sidewind. There aren't some things to say, ah, it's not directly inhibiting us. Right. So it's okay. No, it's no, not okay. It's not okay. It's, a, it's binary not a tailwind. Choice. It's, it's a track. Not, it's not something we want. With mission, sidewind's the same as a headwind. All right, so... Organizational example used for this is the uh, National Football League, right? Yeah. We say, you know, um, task of the National Football League is to pit its 32 teams against one another in televised football games in order to make money. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 I'm huh. not sure that's on their break room wall, no, but that's yes, not. that's the truth. Actually, in the point we're making the thing is there's yeah. probably something gooey in there. Yeah. You know, well, we're supposed to help. It. No, you're not. No. What they do is they, they, they pit right. their 32 teams against one another. On television and in public. In the most entertaining right. way possible. In order yeah. to make money. Now, that's not the same mission as each one of its 32 teams, right? No, not even close. Their mission is to win. Yeah. And that Beat alone. the other team. Beat the other that's team. That's it. Can't be the NFL's mission because right. the NFL can never win more than 256 games. That's uh, 32 teams play 16 games each. I just <laughs> did the math, right? Ta-da. <laughs> can't take the ties out so right. you know, it doesn't mess right. it up. Uh, so it, it's, it can't logically be the NFL's purpose to win football games, right? Well, they don't even really have a team right. to go play. No, they, they're an the National Football League. Yeah, has they're a perfect example, right? right? Sometimes the organization's mission will be slightly different than a team's mission, but they must align. Right. And this is an example yeah. of, of that alignment. Now, take some things that don't go, go directly towards winning and analyze them. Okay. Here's one. Having the players say and do things that are, that are appealing to the fans. Sure. You know, like, you know, show up at one of these uh, catch right. 30 things, whatever, 60, whatever. Yeah. Deals or do something with the kids. Get right. these, all these things. Like yeah. Appealing things, right? The saying and doing of appealing things are mild tailwinds for the NFL, if you think about it. Aren't they? Well, sure. They, they make money. Enhance the brand, if you will. And they make money. Yeah. Right? They're good, f they're good for that. Yeah. What are they for the teams? Uh, I would say they're also tailwinds. No, they don't, they don't have any to do with winning. Oh, I see what you're saying. Sure. Yeah, see? Sure. Right? So yeah. if it's slightly different for the teams, it's a tailwind, maybe a mild tailwind. Yeah. But every minute you spend volunteering at children's hospitals, a minute you're not recovering from an injury or preparing for a game or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, maybe a very mild tailwind, but you're best off as a leader, like yeah, a coach. If, you're, if your true only stated mission is win the games, then and sure. nothing outside of that really matters. Yeah. it's a, sure. Everything outside is a... It's a, a headwind, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, just the question is how much. And it might might be, and I would say is legitimate, you're going to accept that. Yeah. You, you know, you're the coach of the Panthers who's, I don't even know who that is right now, um, a fill-in guy. I know it's not. It's not my coach boy. Ron Rivera. <laughs> Riverboat. That's right. Not Riverboat Ron. But for Riverboat Ron, having uh, Cam Newton appear at a charity function is a headwind. Yeah. It's a tail, it's a side win, but again, that's the same as a right, headwind. Right? Doesn't yeah. doesn't go to winning, right? Now take something completely different, okay. controversial things, things that are going to make at least some people mad, like kneeling, right, kneeling, kneeling at, at the, the end, yeah. right? Now what's that to the NFL? Tailwind, Oof. 
Headwind? Sidewind? No. Uh, one could make arguments all the way around it, but sure seems like they made a lot of money off it. I think it's a horrible headwind. Yeah. I think half the people stopped tuning in. Oh, so fair. So while it was happening, so I should have thrown a sports analogy to a guy who doesn't do sports. <laughs> NFL's ratings went down. Yeah, okay. No, that's fair. Right. I now, didn't know that. Now yeah. How about for the teams? Does it increase winning? Uh, it doesn't, I guess, really change their ability or, or interest in winning. Is it a tailwind? Definitely not. Except best a side win. So it's a so headwind, too. So, it, yeah. So, it's so, so doing pleasing things mm-hmm. is a tailwind for the league, a right. sidewind, which makes it a headwind for the teams. Right. Doing controversial things is a headwind for the league. And again, a sidewind yeah. for the teams. At best. The question yeah. is, how much? So my my use of this example, and the reason why I'm pointing it out is, I don't think the NFL does a very good job of acknowledging those two things. You know, it's for the leader to say, all right, here's something that's not missional, but we're going to uh-huh. do it anyway, and here's why. Right. Here's something that's going to detract. Uh-huh. And the NFL never could figure out what it want to do about Kaepernick. And the, and I, don't, the, I don't think it still knows. Still, <laughs> I just hope it went away. They're wringing their hands. When yeah. it should have take, made a decision one way or the other. And that decision, it had to recognize that as an organization, it was going to affect the teams differently. Yeah. And it had to figure that out. Because you could also make an argument that, you know, if the locker room is at odds because of that, because one guy can't right. you know, you got to make that decision. But that's how leadership works. No effective leadership would allow an iceberg of a problem to fester in the hopes that it would melt away on its own. And that's exactly what the NFL did. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it did. So that's why missionality can be so critical, man. And it, But it's tough, right? Because you got to set aside a lot of stuff that feels good, you know, or whatever, right? <laughs> right, right. You know, you're trying to stay missional, trying to stay missional. Yeah. And that's what the leader's job is, just constantly looking for that. Man, you got to recognize, ain't no time for dancing or lovey-dovey. I ain't got time for that now. All no. right, Franklin, can I tell you something? Uh, you can. <laughs> Face for radio. <laughs> Got face oh, thankfully this is a podcast. It is. It is. This ain't no party. This ain't no disco. This ain't no fooling around. No time for dancing. For loving, loving. I ain't got time for that now. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about leadership, F3, or anything else, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Until next time. We'll be here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front. Oh, oh, oh.